0: I literally just woke up, so hopefully that doesn't <laughs> sound much in my voice.
1: Oh, it's fine. I mean, it, you sound the same level of gravel that you always do.
0: Yeah, like, because I'm kind of a shut-in. I don't, I don't go around and talk a lot to people.
1: Yeah, like, I walked into my boss's office the other day, like, you know, yesterday afternoon to ask her a question, and I started talking, and I, like, completely stumbled over my words, and it occurred to me, after I did that, that I had not spoken for the previous six hours. Like, oh, yeah. like it was three o'clock at work, and I had not said a word to anyone until three o'clock.
0: You know, and I've, I'm still loosely thinking about the VTuber thing, or just, like, some kind of streaming, just some variety thing. Uh, and, like, I have, like, considered, like cause I don't talk a lot do I need to practice by just like talking myself but that that's how crazy people
1: happen maybe it's how crazy people or youtubers happen one or the other So it's like a 99% to 1% thing
0: how many sane youtubers do you know about
1: okay you're right I guess it's 1% to actually make any kind of return whatsoever
0: then again, sanity is, like, a myth. That's true. Sanity sounds boring. Oh, yeah, it fucking sucks. Like, I- I've been, like, I'm a pessimist, and, like, living through, well, actually, I'm a realist, turns out. That's the sad thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, oh, like, the world sucks, and, like, I don't trust people, and, like, world events have largely proved me, right? And, fuck, I wish I had been, like,
1: in, in ignorance.
0: Yeah.
1: It might be nice to be a dumber.
0: <laughs> this is probably why people drink, Sam. <laughs> is uh, that banter? So, yeah, that's bad turn. Now let us direct our super evolved mega brains towards this children's TV show. <laughs> 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 We're the more evolved ones. Clearly.
1: Welcome to Brokazatsu, Two Brothers' exploration of Tokazatsu shows and related media. My name's Sam. And I'm Harry. And I have to apologize
0: because, you know, I carefully think about the shows we watch and, like, the things we cover. Like, I've generally been trying to, like, have, like, a good slice of the genre. And, like, also, I've noticed lately, like, there's been more and more, yeah, that they find, like, there's that's kind of, like, running through episodes because, like, Uh, Competence is a little hard to talk about And these two episodes are a couple of stinkers And I think we might go long here (laughs) And and watching so I was like wait that's a tangent we could go on Five minutes ago." wait that's another tangent
1: Yeah yeah I mean Not to say that there's not a lot of fighting This episode but Man these are Maybe the most phoned in Two episodes I've seen in like Uh mm. Okay, like, that, that's that was going too far. Like, is it? It's not the most phoned in to episodes of Toku I've ever seen. Like, I've seen some pretty fucking phoned in episodes, but definitely like the quality series. Uh, in in the good series, these are some standouts. I mean,
0: like it, it's it's almost it, it's like first draft, but I'm almost want to so say like a zeroth draft. Like, there's there's a moment where like the characters all stand around and say one character trait they all have, and it's like I don't know did. Did somebody? Because again, this is the thing. As I mentioned, uh, the show was like kind of being like, because they changed the plan for the whole series, and the the finale happened like last
1: episode. Yeah, so we, we watched the conclusion of the series. It just happened at like the two thirds mark instead of the hundred percent mark.
0: Like the, they brought in the people who could who were like cleaning the floors and like just like doing some documents, like, hey, we just need you to write two episodes of television while we while we sort some things out.
1: Might this have been an improv exercise? Like, No, I, I trust these actors more that they would come up with something interesting. You're right, you're right. They would have actually stayed true to their characterization if they were allowed to improv.
0: Yeah, like AI-generated uh, Sentai scripts would have, like, more weird, interesting tangents.
1: Yeah, so I guess let's Let's get into it. And like let's let's set the stage a little bit first. Let's remind people where we're at in the series. They defeated the Vargas.
0: Uh thirty episodes. They have vanquished the the evil computer program that is uh like threatening humanity, Vargas. Not mm-hmm. Vargas. Okay, whatever. I-, I was close a fucking duff. For you that was like a, a B plus. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, like uh the it was, like, emotional,
1: it paid off a lot of stuff they'd been working towards, they killed their parents. Yep, they killed their parents, they killed everyone except specifically Escape, who uh, was not seen to be destroyed.
0: Uh, and then, so, you know, <clears throat> where they're going from, like, that reality might be dealt with later, but right now, as we start, like, kind of in, in the woods, uh, mm-hmm. there is a girl in a very weird, like, it's sci-fi like- outfit.
1: kind of Pink Bug Ranger was the closest I could come up with. Like, yeah. you know, she has, like, eye holes on, like, the side of her head, which I have no idea what the fuck those are. It's, all
0: right, so the thing I I don't know as much about to give on as some other shows. I wonder uh, why. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's one of those older series that hasn't had, like, constant revivals and re remixings and stuff. Like, Sentai and Kamen Rider have been going long enough that they've had to, like, change up the formula and it's, like, kind of uh, filed down. But Gavon is, like, an old classic enough series that I think it still has very old sensibilities and stuff that they haven't
1: moved past. So was this... I guess give me a little bit more context, Terry. Was was Gavon... Space Sheriff Gavon... Like, was that a current series when this episode aired did they did they bring over actors from another currently airing series or did they bring back actors from like a previously aired series or are it was this like a backdoor pilot episode or what what was this um it was
0: a movie like they, they were doing because like there's multiple space sheriff th- there's multiple space sheriffs in the sheriff agency or whatever
1: um Okay. And, are they like, all loose cannons? I, I think, yeah. Like, <laughs> just the whole agency of loose cannons, just always turning their badge and their gun, and then secretly taking their gun back. The, I watched one other Gavon movie, and it, it almost to go on a weird tangent.
0: Like, it was it wasn't <laughs> even like the space sheriff Gavon. It was it was space sheriff. I think Scheiner, who's like, there's like a couple different space sheriffs who are. If, I'm sure they have distinctions. If you watch them enough, you can be like, "Oh, this is the something one." But anyway, it was just like an like, space sheriff. That one is only memorable because a the the secret villain that they were like building up over for, they were building up over the three movies was just this girl wearing like a bird mask sitting in an empty room and like dancing around. And like, okay. if if it's meant to be weird and discordant, like kind of like it's like those early comic writer episodes that were like intentionally disjointed in the filming and stuff. So if you are generous and thinking like that, then it's like kind of a weird disconcerting situation. Otherwise it's just silly dumb. Anyway. So that's the first thing. The other second thing is that throughout a fairly standard police story of like, Oh, we're fighting these criminals. Oh, this one is like one of the criminals was a secret double agent, but that means one of our guys was working for the criminals in the final fight. uh, Cause like it's over super space heroin, basically, or, like, some kind of combat drug. <laughs> the main character, because he's losing, he injects a huge dose of space heroin into his heart and then, like, has the bloodiest, most gory fight with the opponent, like, like, getting impaled and, like, blood is flung ever. I was like, what? This is very discordant from the rest of the movie.
1: Harry, I, I gotta ask, because, you know, the these are space sheriffs, you know? These are law enforcement officers in space. How often do they arrest people as opposed to just murdering them uh i don't think they arrest people very often they definitely didn't arrest anyone in this episode that we are about to watch they are pursuing a space criminal they don't have handcuffs like that costume Uh, does not have handcuffs harry no it's like that that uh
0: police that police sentai series where their mech's final attack specifically every time they use it a, a council of judges has to make a determination on whether lethal force is authorized. Like th- <laughs> there's no no this time arrest them judgment. <laughs> Except for one episode. I don't know. I feel like last episode you kind of were trying to move us away from being too hard on ACAB stuff. But, but boy, man we are right back into it, aren't we? Yeah, anyway. So very pink, uh sidekick looking girl running through the woods being hunted by a blue and gold
1: rhino dude i mean the costume's not terrible it's like you know it's uh it's a little more like mythical than we've been seeing in oh uh like the baddies of this series you know they've been very like technology based they've been like uh virus programming like kind of style so you got a little bit of those a uh, hard like metallic non-organic edges like this is a very organic style rhino
0: yeah, it's it's just like a Toku in a suit. Like, maybe if we saw enough of their enemies, we would see some kind of design style between them.
1: But this is just one guy, and who knows? Humanoid rhino in suit with like metal armor and a big old metal spike on its chest that it can flip like a light switch.
0: Yeah. Uh, at GoBuster's base, they say like, "All right, we have an energy energy reading, but it's not. Uh, it's not uh, Vagrus because they're dead, and there's no Megazord reaction." But whatever, like, like, we, we may have defeated our only enemy, so we need to justify our budget. Go
1: and, our new war has happened. Go do this. Okay, Harry, we're 15 seconds into the episode. Let's go on another five minute tangent. Uh, the Rangers, they're still working for the secret, for, they, they beat the bad guys. And they're not free. They have not freed the children, Harry. They're still like, they, they did everything. That they were going to do, like they, they blew up the big bad. They saved Earth. They conquered hyperspace. The children are still being used as weapons. Are they ever going to be free? I mean, it's only been a week.
0: Like, <laughs> like I, I, at this point, I choose to be generous because I, I think, at the start of the next couple episodes, maybe there'll be a moment where like it's more like that. Because I, I think that's. Uh, I have the impression. That they slightly carry over some... They may carry over the idea that they know Vagrus is back again from these episodes. But maybe not. Because maybe they'll fully release it next time. But either way, it's been like a couple of weeks. They're still fully got paperwork. You know? I, I think it could take a while for them to, like, realize... No, this is definitely done. We can move on.
1: Okay, so we're being generous here and saying that they have a plan to free the children at some point... They just haven't quite gotten there yet, and they're being vigilant and staying on guard while they make sure that the safe that they're actually safe. That's yeah. the, that's the point we're taking. Yeah,
0: like the second Hitler shot himself in this bunker, the U.S. soldiers didn't all walk home. They they patrolled. They like made sure things were good. Okay, okay. Uh, also, I mean, some of them went to Japan because that was a whole different thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Stuff wasn't quite done in World War II at that point.
0: So the Go-Busters just kind of show up really quickly at the
1: other location. Back at the base after the credits, like you know, they uh, the Rangers they've uh, they showed up, like they fired a couple shots at the rhino, and then he like faded into the into the background, right?
0: Yeah. So and they, then yeah. they they turn to the girl and say, uh, "Hey, are you okay?" She says, "Yeah. My, my name's Shelly. mean, my partner, Space Sheriff Van.
1: Recently arrived on your planet, and everyone is confused." So go back to base where there's like a couple minutes of just plot dump, just exposition of her explaining the concept of space sheriffs and all that. And I I was a little unclear on the translation here. Maybe maybe I didn't catch it. Maybe I I misunderstood it. Did someone say that the sheriff is back? Like, do are they aware that space sheriffs exist or is this completely new to them?
0: Sometimes for crossover episodes, they suddenly know things that they, they... They have, like, some knowledge that the Watchers would just to keep things going along. Like, at no point the characters break down and be like, Wait, God, there's aliens? There's, like, a whole agency? And no, they, no.
1: Someone actually says in a little bit that, Oh my God, we're just... We're having first contact with an alien. <laughs> I don't know, like... And also, we're having first contact
0: with a space sheriff who comes to Earth and assumes he just has, like, the authority to... Five people here, like, there's been no treaty between Earth governments and space sheriffs, right? Like, he he is, he's just assuming authority. He he, he has space-qualified like, immunity, Harry. The weird monster dude is a fugitive from the Maku space crime syndicate named Rhino Doubler.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, a okay, so it, it's already a very confused plot. Anyway, they're chasing him, there's, like, a space hole, and now they're on Earth. Uh, The rangers agree to help find this rhino and, you know, immediately assume that, you know, the girl is on their side. So... Yeah, of
0: of course, the monster-looking one is the evil one. Like, there's no... Yeah, of
1: course. There's no possible way. No possible way. Yeah.
0: Uh, Anyway, so uh, they send the Go-Busters to go find the monster, but Yoko... Uh, you gotta go assist Shelly in finding Gavon, because, alright, as I said, Gavon is a kind of classic series that has not been long, so I don't feel like they've- I, I feel like this series is old school enough that they don't even pretend that women matter, so. Yeah, kind of, like, Yoko. so this,
1: this partner of Sh- Sheriff Gavon, we'll get into a little bit more. As far as I can tell, her only power and use is, when there is danger- she turns into a bird and flies away.
0: She shouts laser vision and turns into a bird. Which, those two actions
1: don't seem related. <laughs> like, she she doesn't fight. She doesn't engage. She doesn't do anything useful at all. In fact, she is actively harmful this episode because she takes Yoko out of the field. Yoko who is one of the most accomplished, like, and lethal field operatives that the Rangers have.
0: Yeah, the, the show is, like, not perfect about Yoko. Like, uh, they portray her as lesser. But also, like, a lot of that with Yoko in this show is tied in because she's the youngest of the group. So yeah. it's less, like, they're treating her less because she's a girl, but kind of because she's the youngest.
1: Yes, she's 16. Like, it she is still a fully capable member of the team.
0: Yeah, but instead... Yoko gets sent off and, like, Shelly walks up like, hey, glad to have me. So, so you're their sidekick? It's weird that they let you have a uniform like them, you know? Like, is it some kind of joke or something?
1: (sighs) And then they go shopping. Yeah. Shopping. Yep, because that's what girls do in Sentai series, right? Right? Yeah. Uh... Uh...
0: Shelly Shelly at least has, like, (laughs) alright, one point to the space sheriffs, Shelly at least has a second outfit to go around in, in, uh, civilian life with, but Yoko, who I think we've seen in some civilian clothes, is just kind
1: of in her jumpsuit. No, but Harry, they're not on a civilian trip. They are on a mission to, like, find She's in her uniform, because she's on the job. Oh yeah, true, true. You're right, you're right, you're right. Uh,
0: And, like, Yoko, she, because her weird uh, power thing means that she needs, like, constant snacks, she forgot them for some reason. Also, Shelly just stole them.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know. Like I have like three or four instances in my notes where I just in all caps type just like a cop. And this is my first one, you know, she steals the candy out of the bag of a child just like a cop.
0: Yeah. Uh so she she takes Yoko to a cafe where Yoko is like having like a Sunday, but then a bunch more sacks show up. Uh and then so she tries to pay for them with a giant diamond. Uh-huh. And then she says, "Uh, eh, okay, just charge it to the space police's account, which answers so many, like, the banking systems are linked up?
1: Well, um, Yoko, Yoko turned to her and, like, shouted, wait, you have a charge account? Like, so, does Yoko not get paid? No, of course she doesn't. She is, she, she is indentured child labor, Harry. They do not, she does not have to deal with the W-2 at the end of every year, is all I'm saying. Ugh. <sighs> Uh, at at best, she has a handler who has a company card.
0: Like, uh, you know, she risked her life in finding uh, a 20, like, 2,000 ton, like, giant robot today. So go out and, and buy her, like, some shoes or something. I don't know. Yes, but not
1: too many. She only gets one civilian change of clothes. Anyway,
0: uh, they're running around some more, and the writer guy found them. And sends
1: them to, like, uh, some weird space thing? Some kind of pocket dimension, like, Maku Space? Like, what what, what was it called? Ma- yeah, Maku Space. So
0: the deal with Maku Space, because I, I saw, like, a couple of the episodes of the first series, and I think it may have been in the weird, bloody one I saw. Um, so it's just, it was just an excuse for them to go into, like, I, I think it may have literally been a fairground or something, but, like, everything is weird, and the effects are, like, kind of disjointed, And the main thing is that the monsters send them there, and they're stronger there, and that's also where they have their final fight.
1: Yes, it is an excuse for them to have, like, one or two sets for them to do their fight set every week, and they can just, like, tilt the camera a little bit, and do different choreography. Or maybe not do different choreography. Uh, The choreography of these episodes really sucked. Uh, they have
0: some very, very basic, not even threatening at all things, where, like, Oh, there's some dudes in mascot costumes chasing them. Then there's a weird gag in like a bathhouse with some dudes with baskets on their heads. I think- I was missing some cultural context with that. Yeah, I'm going to say samurai movie tropes that we do
1: not know. Okay. Uh, Uh,
0: This is the point where she turns into a bird and just runs away, leaving Yoko.
1: Yep. Yep. Just like a cop. Uh, They wind up in uh, a school in like a science room with like a skeleton and uh, one of those like uh, plastic body images where it's like, you know, half skin, half organs. So like kids can see the organs. Yeah. And uh, they come alive and attack him, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I do do just want to point out, like, I I only noticed this episode, this hallway, like all the angles I did. This is the room, the exact room where just a few episodes ago they were fighting an eraser. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's that hallway. It's it's literally that hallway, and
0: I know the Toku, like reuse. To Every time all the they're time. in a hallway, it's that hallway. Every time they're on a roof, it's that
1: roof. Every no, time it, they're they're, it's so specific. Like and this was just like six episodes ago. I don't know what to tell you, Sam. <sighs> you, you stay here long enough, you start to see the code. Usually, there's longer gaps between them, right? Or they do different angles. Oh. I'm sure there's been some
0: episode, you know, I'm sure there's been an episode or two where they've used the same location for two different locations in the show.
1: Well, I mean, they did that literally like uh, last episode. We were talking about when they were going up against the bad guys in the uh, in the secret base. But that actually kind of made sense because the secret base was a building that was sucked from like the, the government facility. So it would make sense that they were an identical layout.
0: You get some, some leeway with industrial buildings. Anyway. Uh, back at base, they've they've realized that Yoko, she's not on the
1: comms, so she's missing for some reason. Uh, and Enter is back. Yeah, so Enter has returned. Like they they keep Enter in shadow until the end of the episode, but you know it, it's the Enter silhouette. It's Enter doing Enter things, although like, definitely seems angry, tilted. Like uh, we're used to playful Enter. This is not playful enter anymore yeah also he has Korn Rose and i don't know i feel like with he his had cornrows uh in the last episode too
0: yeah yeah it, it was like his look when he was fighting his mech mm-hmm. anyway i don't know he might actually pull it off usually usually it's like a big swing but yeah
1: i, don't know. Hey, I mean he he can pull off a lot of looks good looking guy anyway uh make coming in like 10 minutes yeah so they they split up uh Like, there's Vargas that are coming, so Blue goes to fight them, they send Red to go find and rescue Yoko, and then Gold and Silver pop into the episode finally, and they say, hey, we'll get into our mech and fight the big thing.
0: We're here also, they say. Uh, Then, as as Red and his bike robot are going around, uh, because the bike robot is showing a hologram, which is a skill he just showed he could do of Yoko and Shelly, Space... Uh, Geki, aka Space Sheriff Gavan. I'll just call him Gavan because you're not going to remember two names. Absolutely not. I will not. He sees them for. He sees someone with a picture of someone who
1: looks like his friend. So he immediately jumps out of the shadows and starts fist fighting them. I know. He just like just punches him. Punches him in the face, just like a cop. It is no it questions. Is the... Just assaults. You know. There's the cliche where when
0: two superheroes show up in the same comic or something, they have to fight for some dumb reason. This is the dumbest version of that.
1: Yeah. Like, zero cause, zero justification. Like, as he says, you seem pretty suspicious. What's your game? He's a cop,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess the one thing I will mention here is that, you know, the writing isn't his fault, and this guy is really
1: good at, like, doing fighting stuff. Like he's very fast and uh, kinetic. I can see why I got the job. Yeah, he he got the job for his martial arts skills and his choreography skills. He did not get it for his line delivery. Uh you know, I I think his line de- delivery is about normal. It's just the writing is terrible. Okay, that's fine. Like there's only so much anyone could do with this material.
0: Yeah, like if he had a great if it was like a great written show, then we could judge on whether or not he's a good actor. Anyway, the rhino guy, he's, like, he's also there. He's looking around a corner.
1: There there is so much confusion. Like, so we're cutting between, like, three or four or five different spots. And so we're going to get muddled with the order here. Just understand, we were as confused watching it as you are listening to it. Yeah.
0: Also, I think (laughs) some (laughs) of... I took less screenshots during certain scenes of this. Like, I don't think I wanted to document everything. Anyway, so Blue, he fights the uh, metoroid that shows (laughs) up, which is a reused one. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Kind of just like a simple robot soldier looking guy with a sword. And they get sucked into the pocket dimension by the rhino. Yoko and
0: Shelly, they're being chased down a hallway by a giant skull. I don't know. It, they yell, this makes no sense, and one of several screenshots that I thought, like, this all right, this will be the episode
1: art. Yoko, she's burned through her calories again, so she needs candy. But turns How out fast does she burn through her calories, Harry? Because they, like, five minutes ago just devoured, like, an entire delicatessen full of treats. I don't know. It's dumb. Anyway, like, th- so this she- is meant to be like, you know, a pet the dog moment.
0: Yeah, Shelly has kept one of the snacks that are Yoko's and very kindly gives one to and very kindly gives it to Yoko and Yoko uh, decides to break it in half and give half to Shelly. And like, I get that's nice and kind, but you specifically have a health condition that is like <laughs> chocolate fueled. This, this this girl, A, is useless in fighting, even if she has anything, and B,
1: has no need for this. You eat all the chocolate. You eat Shelly. Eat Shelly. <laughs> there's carbs in her. Like that, yes, that is the most use that Shelly can be in this episode. It's to turn into a bird and then have Yoko shove that bird into her mouth so she can fight for another five seconds. And there's more meat on her as a human, but, you know, you, you do you. Uh, but yeah, at, at this point I kind of got confused by the episode. and just stopped taking notes at some at some point everyone else gets sucked into the pocket dimension and then they destroy the metroid, and then they're free. Uh, how, how did that happen?
0: Yeah, uh so Govard the second he stops fist fighting them, asks them what's going on and then uh they have a
1: thing with like we could just say that you know, they destroy the metroid and then they get free.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just going through it quickly. Uh, no, no. J- the Megazord Mi- shows up, they fight it in the giant robots. Well, Gold and Silver do, because they're off doing that. Uh, Geki, he does the thing. It's another Gavon thing where they, uh, transform, like, every every time of the episode, he goes on about how it takes, like, only a 20th of a second to put out his thing, and then the action rewinds for him to go through his roll call, which is... Which I've heard some people online be super annoyed by because it just slows down the episodes a lot. Yeah, Like, it's just... It on adds, their side. It, it sucks up, like, 30 seconds of an episode. It's so much worse next episode, but we'll get there. They fight the thing, they kill him. Yeah, sh- shutdown confirmed. And anyway, at the end of the episode, he says, like, hey, uh, as a favor, let me stay on Earth for a while. And, you know, help uh help you guys and fight the maku crime syndicate
1: harry how did they get out of the pocket dimension uh I, don't know. I think maybe if you kill the monster you go back but 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 that, they they didn't kill the monster the rhino sent them in there they killed a MetaRoid who was sucked in later
0: well i don't know gavon's vehicle can go into maku space so maybe he can go out okay that seems like a reasonable power to have
1: did it he, doesn't matter did he send his vehicle
0: in yeah, he wrote it in. He he has like a, a bike, like a little, kind of like a bike with sidecar. Oh, that's thing. right.
1: Yeah, it looks so dumb.
0: Yeah, like I said, retro designs. They have not updated them. They really need to update that one. Uh, actually, you know, I'm, I'm a little worried that that is the updated version. <laughs> anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh. So at the end of the episode, he basically says, "Hey, I'm gonna stay around on Earth for a while," and let me tell you, Sam, for everybody who was watching this week to week was super fucking clutching right there. Like, cause like, oh my God, more of this? No, no. Thankfully, it's resolved next episode and he leaves.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so that was episode one. Episode two is not better.
0: No, yeah, episode two is not better.
1: Yeah, so we, uh, we start episode 32, uh, in the base, uh, with the, you know, with the assistant, uh, uh, like, the, the Colonel's aide giving a recap of the previous episode, but it's, like, two sentences long, and then the rangers, they all kind of, like, start tearing into him for having, like, a shitty recap.
0: <laughs> you know, they're mean to Moreshida just because aliens showed up and, like, they got involved in their politics and sent them to an entirely new dimension, and he's not able to instantly figure it out. Man, Moreshida, what the fuck?
1: Like, I I will give them that it was a very, like, it was a two-sentence recap of the previous episode, so yes, the after action report should have been longer. But there was no realistic way they could expect him to have figured everything. They're dealing with pocket dimensions. They've literally never heard of this before. Fucking, and you know what? All, he will oh, have figured it out by the end of this episode.
0: Yeah, of all fucking things, this episode is a morashita focus. <laughs> like one of the stupid guys in the
1: command center. Except he's not stupid. Like, that's that's probably my biggest complaint about this episode, aside from the fact that it's shit, it's that it talks down to the support staff of of the GoBusters. And these people are legit. Like we saw, like, three episodes ago, them standing in a line, staring down, escape at a row of putties, and just firing guns at them, like knowing that their lives were on the line to buy the Rangers the seconds they needed to go into hyperspace. You're you're right. It was
0: it, it was unfair of me to call him stupid. He, he you know what? He's a he's a side character that does not get a lot of development. And some characters don't need a lot of development. You know, sometimes he could just be the the guy at base who's like a little worried, and he's also really good at like writing
1: notes. Like yeah. you, you don't need more than that. He he is good at analyzing. He is good at math. He is good at his job. He is a valuable asset to the team. And damn you, space sheriff Gavon. For dismissing him.
0: Also, Gavon's complaints, it's weird because his complaints seem to be more that the the rangers and their little buddy roids, they don't, like, have really great teamwork together. And Morshida was, like, almost not part of his criticism. But then when is good, he's like, ah, that solves my problem.
1: Talk about, like, teamwork here. Like, oh, we're talking also, about Space Sheriff Gavon and his assistant who turns into a bird and runs away.
0: Yeah, like, his version of teamwork is a girl who disappears when the actual important stuff happens. Like, you should not be involved. What's going on here? Uh, so the the Rangers, this is the moment where they all go through, they have like one or two sentences with their Betty roids. Oh, red is kind of like blunt and rude. Yellow is immature. Blue is blue is nice and more mature. And like their Betty Raids all freak out in some relation to that.
1: There is so much, so much vamping this episode. Oh my god. Like, anyway, this was a five-minute episode stretched into 21 minutes. They found the Rhino guy. They go to a rooftop, they they fight him. And uh, then Silver runs out of Energon halfway through the fight, and Rhino gets away. Yeah, that, that's Silver's thing in this episode. He needs Enertron. Yeah.
0: Gavon, he's complaining about the GoBusters. busters Marshida hears it, and he's,
1: like, kind of sad. And so the assistant guy, he goes to... I missed where he went to. Uh, the next thing we see is him walking into a room full of like scientists and lab coats and like. No, giant he he went to the roof. Oh. He it it roof?
0: honestly probably is the same roof that they just fought the rhino on, just like a different part of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll between the two sections of screenshots and see if I can see similar parts of it. So it has to be. So the rooftop that they're fighting the rhino guy, there's like a big eye beam. It's like kind of more. It's more blank and industrial. There's some satellite dishes in the back. And so scrolling. But yeah, there's like a tiled part over there. So then if I scroll back to where he's on the rooftop, it's the place where there's like uh, fences. And uh, yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure around that corner is where they're just fighting him. Do you think like the, the roof of like, you know, the Toku studio where they film all this stuff, they've kind of intentionally added some like extra satellite dishes and stuff over the years just for like the different angles i don't think they care (laughs) come on like they you know they realize they have a roof they have a roof and it has like four quarters so they can kind of dress up the four quarters a little bit and just leave it like that i honestly think they're like eh whatever it just needs to be a rooftop (laughs) okay okay
0: I bet, I bet in some scenes there's, like, a guy in the background just having a smoke break, and they, like, they forgot to shoot around them that day. Junpei from accounting is just sitting quietly eating a bagel.
1: Would that be a great place to be an accountant at, or the worst place to be an accountant at? Uh,
0: I don't know. Well, I think it'd probably be the worst, because Toei is, like, I don't think it's, like, a super great company to work at.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, there have been some rumors about that, haven't there? Huh.
0: Uh, Anyway, Morishina goes to some scientists and says, like, hey, I, (laughs) all right, he, it's like a big ask, like, hello, scientists, would you like government's black ops funding to develop a method to communicate between dimensions? And for some reason, the scientists think this is interesting and want to do it. (laughs) Like, motherfucker, of course they want to do that.
1: Like, did, did they specify where he goes? Like, it, is this, like, a university? Is this a... It, it's a room with three people with lab coats sitting in it. Like, I I was I was unclear. <laughs> these episodes these...
0: are destroying the artifice, Sam. Like, the seams are coming apart.
1: I, I thought for a second that these were, like, just staff scientists that they had. which, Which would kind of make sense. Like, an organization like this should have, like, just... A lot of scientists working for them on retainer at all times. They're dealing with mad alien science constantly. You're
0: you're right. They probably are staff scientists, which makes it even dumber because, yeah, like they work for you. Tell them to look into the dimension stuff. What are they going to say like, nah, I only signed up to deal with that one computer guy.
1: Now that he's probably dead, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to sit here in our lab coats. Just going to publish a few papers, get our names out there, maybe get a grant and retire. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to work on this
0: Nobel Prize winning work to communicate between, like, a brand new dimension.
1: Uh, so, yeah, that that's what they do, and then, at this point, uh, right. the So,
0: Enter, he shows up and briefly has the rhino guy says, like, hey, uh, we're both villains, let's meet up. Then, let's villain together. Then, Morishina and the scientists, they're working on software. There's some uh, imagery there, and some text pops up in the corner that says, Transfer! You may not wrench, lease, or supplicate the software. You may, however, transfer all your rights to use the software to another person or entity. So the working on some important sides there, Sam. Yep. It's like a half step removed from that uh, and rec bit where uh, he says, like, Leslie, I googled your symptoms and I think you have network connectivity problems. <laughs> Which is one of the best jokes on that show. The, the writer guy... Shows up, and it's like, eh, you're scientists, I'm just gonna send you into the other dimension.
1: Gotta ask, Harry. Why didn't he just kill them? Eh. I mean, I know it's a kid's show. But we know he has a lightning gun. And these are, like, four very, very squishy-looking humans. I
0: don't know, maybe he was putting them into a trap for Gavon?
1: I don't think that ends up mattering.
0: But, like, if you got a pocket dimension that you can torture people in, I feel like you want to use that. It's just, it's just sitting there. If your pocket dimension is empty, like, you just feel like, oh, I gotta
1: put something in there. Throwing it out there, the space sheriff drops a lot more bodies than the villains that he fights ever do. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, you heard the part where I said about the other sheriff, like, shooting superheroin into his heart to fight better, right?
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 like, the police are lethal force first, the villains are not. Like, my god, Harry, are we rooting for the wrong side?
0: Yeah. Uh, so, remind me, after we finish covering these episodes, I think I want to close this out with a live reaction of you looking at that bloody scene. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, let's see, uh, so they get sucked into the dimension, despite being able to murder them because they were fleshy meatbags, let's see, uh, so the rangers find the rhino, they transform, and- this is the most vamping because va- so we see the Rangers, uh, the Rhino he like fires his lightning. The Rangers transform, the Space Sheriff transform, and then the show feels the need to go back to the start of the transformation and talk through the exact milliseconds it takes for every single person to transform and put on their suit. They like have a breakdown, like they they show the spaceship come in and shoot him with a laser that makes the transformation happen. Were they just like two minutes short? Was this episode just two minutes short, and so they had to just slam that in there? It, Like I said, it's a legacy thing. It's just expected to be in there for Gavon. That, if you that's want a to Gavon much... thing? That happens yeah. in every Gavon episode? Yes, every episode. Why is this show still in existence? Well, I mean, it, it isn't.
0: Like, th- these were like a couple of revival movies. I don't know if they were successful. I'm,
1: I'm trying to look for it now. Um... But yeah, after they get transformed, they get sucked into the pocket dimension. <laughs> You know, I'll focus on this a little bit more. Anyway.
0: Uh, So, Murashita is missing in the base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they fight the fight pocket dimension. Alright, I'm caught up. Uh, Oh, and Enter is there.
1: Yes, uh, Enter is in the pocket dimension as well. Also, when they go to punch the rhino in the dimension, he mentions that uh, it is useless because in here he is three times more powerful. Which is... Such a weird put, po- like three times, not like ten times.
0: Again, that's a Givon thing. Maku space makes evil people three times more powerful.
1: Why three? Why specifically three?
0: Well, because like I think the creators were like, well, we wanted to be more powerful, so like, and double is like too little, but I don't know, like ten times would be like he's not going to beat him ten times, but like three, I think they thought like three times is an amount stronger that like. The hero could still reasonably beat them and just be a struggle. It's just
1: such a weird pull.
0: Three times more powerful, Harry. Three. Three. And what
1: does more powerful even mean? Like. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Does his bench go up like three times? Like, is he 200 in real world and 600 in other worlds? Does he have some power reading that's like three times
0: as much in that setting? Like, it's not like a power output thing. It's. His density, his weight, is like, I don't know. Anyway. So, Enter shows up, is like, hey, GoBusters! The actor is, like, not trying in these episodes, by the way. I don't, For, like, and I, don't I don't blame him. Uh,
1: yeah, a- everyone is phoning it in. Like, Enter is not fun and dynamic in these episodes, which is a shock.
0: They fight the dude, there's a weird thing where, like, they fight him on the rings of Saturn.
1: Yeah, like, it. Uh, the rhino is in control of this dimension and so he's like sending them across different biomes like sending them across space and time Harry, if if you had control of a pocket dimension and you were fighting someone in it and you had control of all like natural laws and rules and stuff how often would you lose i don't know i i think the thing is that like they
0: don't have complete control of everything they just might be more used to it because like it's an evil space they hang out in but and let me be clear 'Cause like they're having like a kaleidoscopic fight across different sets in different parts of the universe. If I cared about these people this was properly set up, this would be really cool. But
1: said it's just like nonsense and who who the fuck cares? Yeah, it just feels like random. It's it's random for the sake of random.
0: Yeah. They they like in the previous episode, they had the Yoko getting chased down the hallway with Shelly by a skull thing. In this episode, they have the same Yoko and Blue getting chased down the hallway by a giant boulder thing. Mm-hmm. And then they, and then they just find more shit at the scientists because, like,
1: oh, they're over there. Like, uh, oh, the wall opens up. Yeah, they like press a button, a wall opens up. So, uh, is the Baku space like, it, is it like Inception, where they have to architect the place, and so it has to obey certain physical orders? You know what? That's that. That's good. Let's go with that. Let's go okay. with that because who gives a fuck? We put more thought into it than the show designers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they find the scientists who, you know, they brought their laptop with them into the interdimensional space. And they've been working on establishing communications with the, uh, uh, with Earth. And so as soon as they get back with the rangers, they're able to type a few more buttons into the laptop and now the rangers can transport their weapons in. Turns out easy ass shit to communicate between dimensions. You just need a laptop and like a
0: little two inch satellite dish thing to put on the top. Yeah, and just did, just a solid did,
1: Bluetooth connection. That goes between dimensions, right?
0: He didn't know he was gonna be sected to another dimension. This is something he had on him. It's yep. like hello scientists, you need to break the laws of physics with like what's in your pockets.
1: Yep. What's in your pockets and a Lenovo refurb laptop.
0: They get back in contact with the team and like they they fight the dude. They yep.
1: they transport the weapons him. in, they they kill him. Yeah. And they and, escape.
0: Yeah, they and they're fine, they're back on the rooftop. And then Enter shows up, and in the one almost in the one kind of good enter line is like, hey, great job. Because I, I didn't care about this guy, I only really wanted his dimension equipment. He's more useful to me as a corpse.
1: And then turns his dead body into a Megazord. Uh, so the final fight is uh Megazord versus Giant uh Rhino, who the first thing he does when he gets big is he creates kind of a pocket dimension around uh, around earth and turns everything black so here's the thing i'm wondering sam
0: Marcus makes makes evil creatures three times as strong does that mean that like random people around the earth suddenly got three times stronger and didn't want to explain why
1: i don't know harry how can it tell who is good and who is evil like i i, I guess i was giving the show credit and thinking that it when he said it turns us a, a three times stronger that it meant, like, people in their organization, like, you know, that they were trained and conditioned to work in there. And it wasn't just, like, you know, it looked into your heart and was like, you're suddenly three times stronger because you're a dick. It's probably because they're space monsters.
0: But let's, for a moment, assume that the show is even dumber. Like, what would that be like? Like, it, it's like a D&D protection from evil spell and, like, certain people can get through and they don't want to say why. Yeah. Or, I, I would love, alright, assume for some reason... I'm doing like a comedy Gavon episode I would have it so that They're fighting the bad guy And he's really hard to beat So that they start Counseling him mid-fight
1: So that he becomes A better person And then suddenly loses The third tabs boost And then they do kill him Because they're cops Uh, did they Did they do exactly that In an Akiba Rangers episode? Probably Akiba Rangers was a good show We really You can't really cover it We can't really cover it Because it's a
0: comedy show We've both already watched So it'd just be like Yeah, that, that bit was good But watch Akiba Ranger. I showed it to Sam when he had seen any fucking Sentai, and he still loved it. Because
1: it was great. Uh, yeah. But yeah, speaking of not great, so uh, the Megazord fight, it sucks. It ends with the Megazord doing, like, a kind of crappy, like, frame. They make it do, like, a flip, and it's just, like, the laziest effect, laziest, like, CGI, where they just, like, they just cut it, and they just kind of flip it around, and slam it into the rhino, and that, that does it, I guess.
0: Anyway, uh, enters is looking out to the side. He's, he's got shrugs and says, it matters
1: not. Which, again, might be the episode heart for this one.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so the rangers, uh, they say goodbye to the cops, say they'll miss him. We won't. So, yep, we're done. He leaves and says, hey, wish we
0: could have talked more. And then they turn and say, like, hey, Marshaena, I'm going to be honest, nobody noticed you were gone. Which has got to be, like, a real kick in the nuts. <laughs> like, he was kidnapped by an evil space entity, and apparently people barely... They looked over, like, how, oh,
1: there's an empty seat there. Usually there's a person in that seat yelling information that we don't care about. I mean, the people at the base did notice that he was gone. They were wondering where the crap he was.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Alright, so that's it. Yeah, these episodes sucked. Alright, I'm... I, hold on, I'm, I'm really looking hard.
0: Uh... So, pain-suppressing drugs. Okay, so I find out. So, it was Uchukeji Sherevan, Next Generation. That was the movie. And, like, even looking at the the wiki thing, this film contains scenes of graphic violence and drug use. Uh, so, I gotta see if this is on YouTube. Okay, I, I, I can't find it exactly. Maybe it'll be, like, the... Maybe I'll show it to you for, like, the banter for next time. Okay.
1: Yeah, that sounds great.
0: Uh, speaking of which, uh, next time, Recovering...
1: More episodes than this, but good ones, I think. Oh, thank God! I mean, can't be worse. Yeah, like I, I would take bad. Over- These were just nothing. These are just phoned in nothing apps. It's a,
0: it's a weird thing, but like, do you remember back when we were covering uh, common writer? Uh, oh God, what? Was I'm gonna gonna stop you and say no, common writer guy, uh, where. There's the crossover with the Sentai in that one, where it was like the the it was the, the train Sentai showing up to the weird Apocalypse show.
1: Oh god, I, I really don't remember that. I, I feel like we watched that. Uh, I mean, we probably did, Harry. Uh, just, just been a minute.
0: I don't know. It was just like the weird super kid-focused Magic School Bus one showing up in the Gaim universe. It was just like a really weird clash. But that was like way better
1: than this. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like there have been okay crossovers, like the the soccer one and all that. Like, but this just sucked. But but we'll get over it by forgetting it and moving on and doing fun things. Like Harry, Harry, what are we going to be doing until next week? We're gonna keep dancing, to keep, keep dancing, dancing to a new and interesting arc. Yes.